0: Starting at $3 a month. Get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to GatorsBreakdown.SupportingCast.FM to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. It's a bye week. I didn't really plan on doing another episode this week after uh, Will Miles and I on Monday. Uh, you know, we're going to kind of you know, take a break as well. But no, 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 no. You guys know me. I, I plan that all the time. It never happens. Um, got the news, of course, that Shamar James decommits from the University of Florida. We'll get into that a little bit. And then in, uh, Dan Mullen, his only media session this week during the bye week during the SEC coaches teleconference, uh, of course, was going to be peppered with questions about quarterbacks, defensive staff. He was asked those questions and we'll get into it right here. On Gators Breakdown, plenty to get into. Of course, won't be full episode. A lot of this is kind of instant reaction at the same time as I said. Didn't really plan on doing an episode, uh, another episode this week, uh, but you know, it happens. It happens. You guys know me. If, if the news is out there, big enough news, we'll be right here to break it all down, uh, right here on Gators Breakdown. So, plenty to get into um on the field, off the field, right here with this Gators program. Is there in the bye week, preparing for Georgia. Number one team in the country next week in Jacksonville. All right, so let's start. Dan Mullen, SEC head coaches teleconference every Wednesday on. Uh, even even if your team's on a bye week, you got to take part in this if you're a head coach. So what I'll do here, uh, I'll go through the tweets. I put. I was you know able to dial in, call in, listen to the co- uh, teleconference there, and of course, a lot of. Uh, a lot of questions were going to be about the quarterback position, about the about the defense after what happened versus LSU, Anthony Richardson coming in, getting flogged back in that game at the quarterback position, and also the defense, uh, of course, not showing up, not able to basically stop one type of play. Uh, so we'll get into it. Let's do it right here. Um, Mullen did open up. They have a lot of guys banged up this week uh, and working on some things to get better. So that was the, his kind of opening, opening statement there. But then, of course, questions come in and we know where the questions were going mullen says uh, he was asked about the quarterback position and you know what the lsu game basically meant in terms of of the uh, of the quarterback position and says mullen mullen says they have two good quarterbacks that have played this year and as long as they're healthy he we'll look to continue in that direction play in both quarterbacks um, I'll go through some more of this. I'll try and piece it all together. Uh, as I said, Mullen was asked straight up about naming Emory Jones the starting quarterback for the Georgia game, and he didn't name him the starter. Continued, almost every question, Dan Mullen replied the same way. When asked a quarter, When asked a quarterback question, he brought up both guys every time. So he went back and said they have two good quarterbacks that play well together. And both quarterbacks will play. So, there you go. Demo on the statement when asked if Emory Jones was going to be the starter versus Georgia, now he did not come out and say Emory Jones is going to be a starter like he has in the past. So, we'll, we'll see what that means. All he did say is both will play. But he did not come out and say Emory Jones is going to be the starter. Didn't say, didn't say he was, didn't say he wasn't. So, read into that how you want. <laughs> That's all we can do here. Mullen says, as long as both quarterbacks are healthy, both will play. They have not gotten into that part of the game plan as who will take the first snap. So could that be a scenario, Emory Jones' first snap and Anthony Richardson gets every snap afterwards? Is it what we have seen so far before? Emory Jones starts the game, Anthony Richardson comes in third drive of the game, and then it continues like we've seen it all year. Now what does that mean? Anthony Richardson starts. That's going to be part of the game plan. Uh, and Emmy Jones comes in and plays in a very similar role. Mullen keeps saying both quarterbacks will play. And then, later on, continuing the theme of quarterbacks, Mullen was asked later on to pretty much at the end of the teleconference, this is only about 10 minutes, uh, when asked if Richardson, Anthony Richardson, has done enough to take over the starting quarterback role, Mullen says Richardson has continued to improve. And then right after that, Both quarterbacks have improved week in and week out. He likes that the quarterback position has shown improvement every week with both quarterbacks. Both quarterbacks have improved every week, says Dan Mullen. So that's pretty much the basis of everything Dan Mullen had to say in his only media session this week. And I can't say surprised. I did not expect him to necessarily name a starter. He was asked. Um, you know, I wouldn't have been surprised if he had said Emory Jones was starting just because that's the MO of Dan Mullen. I wouldn't, I, I'm not surprised that he did go the approach of not saying Emory Jones was going to start when asked about it, basically saying both quarterbacks um, <laughs> will we'll play. That's basically what he kept falling back on uh, each time that it have not gotten to the part of the game plan yet that as far as who will take the first snap of the game. I, um, I find that kind of hard to believe as well, but, you know, we'll (laughs) we'll see where that goes. So, look, there's a couple ways to look at this. One way is he's going to stick with Emory Jones, and it's not the right decision. I think – I know that you know that, uh, but he's going to be wanting to do it his way, and part of his way will be Emory Jones starting at at quarterback. The other way is not giving Georgia – you know, playing some gamesmanship here and not giving Georgia any indication of who's gonna start. Now, does that it really matter in the end? I don't necessarily think so. Georgia's gonna prepare for both quarterbacks anyway. Especially now, Dan Mohan saying, well, you know, he did come out and say both are gonna play. Okay. So Georgia's gonna prepare for both quarterbacks anyway. And then they're gonna study what is on film for Amory Jones and study what is on film for Anthony Richardson. Not sure it changes really all that much if they know who the starter is. I and mean, they're going to prepare for both anyway. You know, so that's one way to look at it. A little bit of gamesmanship, not giving Georgia any any idea who's gonna start, but I'm not sure that really matters anyway. because um, if Richardson starts, I expect Dan Mullen to still play Emory Jones. I think Georgia would expect Dan Mullen to play Emory Jones. Is there really any advantage there anyway? Uh, but I can see his – and I'm not saying this is true. I'm not – I don't know. I'm just putting up the scenarios here of why Dan, Dan Mullen can be saying what he's saying today in the press conference about playing both quarterbacks, not naming a starter, and why maybe that be – and why that might be the case of, of what he's saying. So that, that's one way to look at it too. But I just – I don't necessarily think that you gain any advantage – Or Georgia gains any advantage or disadvantage um, if you just come out and say Richardson's starting quarterback, either. I mean, you can come here and say that they're going to prepare for both quarterbacks. They're going to prepare for Emory Jones. They're going to prepare for Anthony Richardson. And now, would they sit there and prepare more for Anthony Richardson just because you say he's the starting quarterback? I I mean, they got some good good defensive coaches over there uh, at at Georgia. I'm not so sure they're concerned about a percentage of game snaps. I I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm pretty sure they're not concerned if, all right, well, it might flip flop. Anthony Richardson might, might 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 be able to get 60% of the snaps now. Or he might get 70%, 80% of the snaps now. Or Emory Jones is going to continue to get 70%, 80% of the snaps now. I don't know if it really matters. I really don't. I mean, how, and how Georgia is, is going to prepare for Florida, I'm not so sure it really matters. That is That defense is really good. Really good. So far, one of the best that we've ever seen in college football. Not so sure it really matters if you come out and say who's going to be the starting quarterback versus them right now. So I think there's a couple ways to look at it there uh, for why. But here, here's the thing. It doesn't matter if he had come out and said Anthony Richardson starts. doesn't matter if he comes out and said Emory Jones to start. I fully expect, at least in this game, until there's a little more, a little more results for Dan Mullen to go by, both quarterbacks are going to play. I still think he hinges on there's some advantage of, you know, Emory Jones being out there some form of fashion. I think, to me, it's Anthony Richardson 100% from here on out. That's that's the way I'd approach it. I think it's just different. Offense opens up. More players get involved. More of a threat. Now, I know the whole playbook thing comes into play. It doesn't matter. Not right now. It's Pretty clear, Anthony Richardson – Should be starting quarterback in Jacksonville next week when Florida Florida comes out of that tunnel. But here's the thing. I mean, what's going on in practice this week? You know, some insider reports out there from yesterday uh, uh, on, on a couple message boards. People sent my way that Emory Jones was getting the majority of the one snaps. See if that means anything. I do know Richardson was getting more for him, not more than Emory Jones, but more reps last week than he had, ha- than he had before. But what does it mean Tuesday during the bye week that, at least for some insiders out there, no official reports, i want to make that clear, but the word is Henry Jones getting still more of the first-team reps in practice. So we'll see what that means. We'll see, what, we'll see if it means anything. Um, if you ask me right now, Wednesday during the bye week, week and a half before Florida-Georgia. I think Anthony Richardson starts. Confidence level's not high there. I just don't think there's any way you can't try it. I don't think there's any way you can't – you can go back. I just – you got to think about the other ten players on offense. You got to think about the the team aspect. And I guess Dan and maybe he does think that way. And he thinks – Emory Jones still gives the, the team the best chance to win. I just don't know how – we come to that conclusion right now. So there you go. Dan Mullen's um comments from um, uh, SEC coaches teleconference. We won't get to hear from him again this week. Uh it'd be next Monday when we get our normal media uh normal media session on on next Monday uh during Georgia week, but uh there it is. So, that was the quarterback part of the SEC coaches teleconference. He was straight up asked and look, I think we kind of knew the answer to this because we would have heard it by now. It would not have been a secret. It, would, it Nothing would have been secret about this. But he was asked if he had made any defensive staff changes this week after the LSU game. And he says they have not. It's like I said, no surprise. We, it, 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 we would have been out by now. We, would, we, we do know if Todd Grantham had been let go. We would have heard about that by now. If any assistance below that would have been let go, we would have heard about that by now. So there we go. Nothing happens there. We'll see what happens at quarterback next Saturday. Dan Mullen says both will play. I believe him there. But he wouldn't come out and name A- 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 Emory Jones starter. Wouldn't come out and name Anthony Richardson starter, starter either. So we'll see where that goes next week in Jacksonville. All right, so now let's move on to the other topic of this show. And we wake up to some bad news on Wednesday, October 20th. In the recruiting world, probably no surprise either, though, with the the way uh, the last few days have played out, the way the season has played out. Four-star linebacker Shamar James backs off his pledge to Florida, committed to Florida. He was the highest-ranked recruit committed to the Gators. In the class of 2022. So Gators lose their best player so far, committed in the class of 22, class of 2022. Shamar James, linebacker, of course, four-star linebacker at Immobile, Alabama. Did tweet first, I'd like to thank Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, for putting me in this position and the staff at the University of Florida for welcoming me with open arms. This was a tough decision for me and my mom to make, but I will be decommitting from the University of Florida to open my recruitment back up, 6 212. Not much of a surprise. Uh, there was still a lot of – when he committed to Florida, some surprise that he committed to Florida over Alabama. Uh, Christian Robinson doing a good job there, getting – initially securing the recruitment. Then, of course, he's still going to visit. Um, visits Georgia this past weekend, and then almost as soon as that visit – that you knew the visit was going to happen. You knew it wasn't good. Then coming at the visit, if you've paid attention close enough, you knew, especially after Florida losing to LSU, that it did not look good in keeping this commitment. Kind of been bubbling the last couple days. And then here on Wednesday, we get news that James from himself, he's going to decommit from the University of Florida. As I said, big blow. Of course, he was the top-ranked recruit in this class for Florida. Class now drops to 18th in the country on a 24-7 sports composite after losing James. Now, of course, should we really be surprised? You go back to... You just go to the last season and a half. You don't have to go back to the LSU game. Was that a maybe a final straw? Absolutely. But no, this is... A, you were able to get him committed based off of even after the the 2020 season. But, you you could sell some hope. You could sell that this defense is going to be different. We're going to get this thing fixed. Then you keep playing like we've seen Florida play on defense this year, coming off one of the worst performances that we've ever seen from a defense this past Saturday versus LSU, all while James is sitting there watching this Georgia defense versus Kentucky and put together what they've done this year on defense. If you were a high-profile recruit, who are you choosing right now? Take your fandom out of it. Take my fandom out of it. If you wouldn't watch Georgia play against Kentucky this past Saturday, and you've watched them all year, and you've watched Florida for the past year and a half, and you watched what Florida put on the field out there Saturday, who are you going to go play for? You tell me who you're going to go play for. Especially now. When you sit here and say and look about what, what, what's this defensive staff going to do for you? What is Todd Grantham and Christian Robinson going to do for you? That's the harsh reality of it. And you kept Todd Grantham, and this was the danger of it. You go back to this past Monday's episode with, with Will and I, and this was the danger of bringing back Todd Grantham for another year, that the bottom was really going to fall out if you brought him back another year and it, does, and, and it didn't work. Now, if it worked, you probably – Keep him in the class. You probably keep uh, a. We we saw it, you know, with another recruit, Sam McCall. You know, the defensive back coaches were the scapegoats from last year's defensive problems. And you had another highly ranked recruit in McCall. I think what around the sixty fifth, seventieth ranked player in the, in the country right now. You had him wrapped up at one point. You made some coaches, coaching staff changes on defense the last uh, last offseason, That makes him. Lose or makes him decommit. And let's fast forward to this season. Christian Robinson, Todd Grantham are retained. The whole defensive staff retained, and You were able to get a big commitment from Shamar James, but it's still got to work out. You still got to go out there and, and prove that you putting a good product on the field. And what we've seen this last season and a half from defense, nobody should be surprised if you're going to sit here and go watch Georgia play and what they do on defense. If you're a highly ranked recruit, you tell me where you're going. It's not a hard decision right now. It's not at all. So, you know, is it? Um, and look, I don't think it's a sign that oh, these these uh, these recruits are they they um, that it's uh, already been concluded that Grantham and, and Robinson are gone. Now, I think they are. Well, at least Grantham you know, is He's going to be gone, and there's there's no way you bring him back uh, next year. So these guys are smart enough to know. Okay, well, you know that that's probably going to happen. And also, I'm sitting here seeing, you know, Georgia do what they do. So I'm going to rethink this. I'm not saying James is going to go to Georgia, but this coming off the fresh, you know, this, this being fresh off of a visit to Georgia, I think Alabama is still going to be in the mix as well. But you go look, it's definitely going to open a recruit's eyes when you go and see a defense and what they do, a good defense and what they do then you see the school you've committed to have problems for a year and a half, inexcusable problems for a year and a half. And then that's what comes out of it. So there's no surprise. There's no, no surprise. Uh, this right here is happening. And who knows that this is the end of it, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball for recruiting. That's the, uh, that's the scary part right now, but it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't, you don't keep coaches for recruits. You just don't, you know, Jim McElwain had a pretty good class. At one time, in, t- in between that 2017-2018 season, I believe it was ranked number one at one point during that, during that cycle, you don't keep coaches because of recruits. You just don't. It's, it's a very short-term look, not a very long-term look. So, bottom's probably going to fall out recruiting right now with everything going on. Can you save it a couple, you know, week and a half when you beat Georgia or if you beat Georgia? I don't know. I mean it's still there's still a lot of questions to answer uh here for uh here here for Florida. I mean a win over Georgia didn't do much last year on the recruiting 12. So that's uh pretty much the crux of it right now. I mean if we look at let's go, let's see um commitments right now. Highest rating commit, you know, Julian Humphrey right now, behind the scenes words, not too great on him right now either. Cornerback, I mean, all your defensive commits right now are probably – you're looking at best, you know, 50-50 for most of these guys, especially your higher-ranked guys. Julian Humphrey, 94th-ranked player in the country. That's your top-rated recruit recruit right now. You're going to be able to keep him in the fold. I mean, even before the LSU game, there had been some questions about him taking visits elsewhere and looking around. Okay, so we'll see how that plays out. Jamari Lyons, you just got him last week. See what that means. Francois Knowlton, we'll see what that means. EJ Lightsey, we'll see what that means. That's another linebacker in the class. But all these questions surrounding the defensive staff, I mean, even the head man too, but there's less questions about you know, if Mullen's going to be back next year, uh, you're more than likely we've already had that episode. He'll be leading Florida next year, which leads to the changes at defensive coordinator. And that's what you're going to see. You're going to see the the, the, the recruiting fallout uh, from that. But it's not just you – know, it's, it's just the way Florida's look. It's not just that you're thinking about making decisions. Even if you decided to come out and say, right now, Todd Grantham will be back for another year. Christian Robinson will be back for another year. Dave Turner will be back for another year. That's not going to sell recruits. Recruits right now are going by the results on the field. And when you hear a player like, and I'm not blaming him, I think he should have done this, when you hear a player, a current player like Mamoudi Diabate, basically come out and say, I believe in my teammates. I don't necessarily think the the scheme's all that great because that's what he pretty much said after the LSU game without coming out and saying it. That's exactly what he meant. When that thought gets out there, what recruit's going to come here and play for Todd Grantham? None. The results on the field are really, really hitting home on the defensive side of the ball. So you're going to make a move. Some guys who had planned to play for Todd Grantham and Christian Robinson probably going to move on. But it's a move that needs to be made, a move that should have been made last year, and – maybe perhaps you wouldn't be in, in this scenario. Maybe last year's class probably takes a bit of a hit, of course, on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, that uh, leash now with what you're – basically kind of what I said this past Monday on, on, on the last episode. You, know, you take this year as kind of the rebuild year on offense and defense, and then next year, uh, you know, you're not uh, having this hopefully high-flying offense with Anthony Richardson leaving the charge. And now that you're making the move, hopefully – with new, you know, you'll have a new DC next year. Well, that slowed down the growth of the team because now you got a new DC and a, and a defensive coordinator rebuild and a defensive rebuild. Does that hold the offense back next year? If you had made the move last year, like most had wanted, you know, you were uh, you were putting your eggs in the basket of of, uh, of Todd Grantham's basket here, and most of us thought that probably wasn't going to work out too well, and it hasn't. It hasn't. So. me when you sit there and watch LSU gain, you know, explosive after explosive after explosive with the same play. And then you go and see what George is doing week in and week out. I know where I'd be going if I was a neutral a neutral recruit. Now hopefully you know hopefully these recruits a lot of these recruits just well you know want to be gators and that's that's what the hope has to be right now. But that's a hard sell in today's culture of recruiting. When you look at uh, Jaheim Singletary, one of the biggest targets Florida has right now. Behind the scenes, sounds like he's leaning towards Georgia. So any big-time defensive recruit that's in the South right now, Georgia's probably going to have their pick of them, whether they're committed or not committed. So that was the danger of bringing Ty Grantham back, and that's, uh, that's what's kind of playing out right now. Oof. So thank uh for a lot of you guys right here on, if you're watching live on YouTube. Thanks for the I know it was a surprise episode. Didn't really plan it. A lot of you in here. Um I can't really catch up with all the comments right there, but thank you much. But some you know, some storylines coming out midweek here. Um with the quarterback position, defensive coordinator. Losing commits. Hopefully we, get our, hopefully we get our answers about the quarterback position soon. Like I said, I don't expect Dan Mullen to name a starter. We'll make Georgia think about it some ahead of next Saturday's game. I don't think that makes much of a difference. Florida's not going to win or lose next Saturday's game based on Dan Mullen naming a starter. Now, if he names Emory Jones a starter, I guess let me rephrase that. Florida's not going to win or lose a game by uh, making Georgia guess who the starter is going to be, that, that's just not that's not how this is going to work out. Uh, Georgia's too got too good of a coaching staff not to be prepared for Emory Jones, too good of a coaching staff not to be prepared on the defensive side of the ball. Be prepared for Anthony Richardson. So, to me, you you, you gain nothing if you if you know who the starter is. You gain nothing by not announcing it. it. And I'm not saying demo should make a decision based off of this, but fan base would be happy with it. <laughs> so, um. Uh, when you look at it that way, but you know the coaches probably aren't worried about you know getting uh getting fans off their back at the in, in this moment. So we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes from here. Hopefully, hopefully the 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 decision that is made is the right decision when when uh, Florida and Georgia line up next Saturday. But we'll see where it goes from here. Not uh, I, it will. I think it happened. If I'll go back to it one more time. If you ask my that's my opinion, I do think I do think Anthony Richardson starts next Saturday, but that's not anything based on any behind scenes or anything. It's just a, just a guess. It, I will admit it is just a guess. And maybe I'm putting too much stock in what I would do in that. I just think um, what I would do is what a lot of you would do and probably what a lot of other coaches out there would do. That's a scary way of thinking about it. A lot of other coaches would do. <laughs> okay. Thank you much, guys. Quick update episode here. Instant reaction episode kind of here. Mullin's saying both quarterbacks will play versus Georgia. So does it even matter who starts? I guess that's another question we could we can go from here. Does it even matter who starts if you're going to play both quarterbacks? Of course, percentages come into it. And how much more does Anthony Richardson play? How much more does Emory Jones play? I guess that will probably go into a lot of decision-making. I mean, look, Florida's probably not going to win the game either way. Don't get me wrong about it. I'm not sitting here saying Anthony Richardson is going to lead Florida to a victory. I think the chances are better. I think the chances go from really, really slim to just slim. <laughs> that you upset Georgia, no matter who the quarterback is. But I do think if it's going to happen, it will be Anthony Richardson mostly leading the charge. But weird things happen. College football is a weird sport, especially in 2021. We'll see where it goes. But that's where we stand right now. Both quarterbacks will play. No starter named a week and a half before Georgia. Shamar James decommits. And Florida, once again, looking like recruiting going to be an issue. Even bigger issue right now. All so right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore S-E-C. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.